everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Now, we are still in the month of March, and we are still celebrating Women's History Month. So, of course, this is a wonderful Women Wednesday. And the person I want to celebrate is a person I knew nothing about before yesterday. My daughter was talking about her, and she was actually talking about her husband. And um, I was watching Netflix. I'm just going to put it out there. I was watching Netflix, and I made a comment to her about I was so proud of Netflix as an organization, how last month, Black History Month, they did a lot for um, showing positive uh, Black movies, shows, etc. And they were doing a positive thing this month for Women's History Month of all races. And she mentioned that the CEO, the current CEO of Netflix, was married to an African-American woman. And that caught my attention. So I said, well, let me go do some research. Now, I am not in the entertainment industry. And yes, a lot of people who are already know who I'm about to talk about. But I was so impressed with, there's so much to say about her. But I want to say that the person I am talking about and celebrating in this Women's History Month happens to be an African-American who is married to a, a powerful Caucasian. He is actually the current CEO of Netflix. Her name is Nicole A. Avant. And I found out that she is a former United States ambassador to the Bahamas. She was appointed in that Excuse me, she was in that role from 2009 to 2011. I also found out that Nicole Avant is the daughter of Clarence and Jacqueline Avant. And I had saw there's a documentary on Netflix and her father is known as, quote, the Black Godfather. Um, He was chairman of Motown Records. And it's so funny. Um... This woman was, I was just reading about her and did see she came from this dynamic family. And it was even saying that Nicole was actually born on her mother's birthday. I think that is so cool. I mean, maybe not when you're a kid, you got to celebrate your birthday and all that. But um, she was, uh, she was, she was born on her mother's 28th birthday. I thought that was really cool. So I just want to celebrate this amazing woman. You know, I was reading some different things. Her father, I heard of her father from even the current younger people, the older people. I mean, anybody that was somebody talked about this man. I was like, I never heard of him. So I was like, this is so amazing that this man helped so many people for decades become very prosperous. And the funny thing is, I'm going to let you guys listen to a recording that I always, let me back up. I get so excited sometimes I have to back myself up. I always uh, try to find the person I'm speaking with or if it's an organization, um, a audio. It's usually audio from a video that I can find. I like to watch the video and record the audio for the audience. And I like to do it in their own voice so you can see their emotions, their feelings. And if they're giving an explanation about something, you can hear in their own words why they've done what they've done or who they are. So I am, as I mentioned, I found a video of her being interviewed from Ellen DeGeneres, and I'm going to play that. But in the meantime, let me just tell you, and this is going to just be a little bit about how powerful of a house she grew up in with her dad. 
you know, they were saying, like I said, she was born um, on her mom's 28th birthday. And it said during her childhood, President Jimmy Carter, Tom Bradley, if you're older, you know who the Tom Bradley is, Gray Davis and Jerry Brown, you know, those are powerful um, mayor, governors, well, former president that um, in California, they were frequent visitors to the family's estate in Hollywood. You know, she had these powerful people around her as a kid. And she graduated from Beverly Hills High School and at California State University, Northridge. And she started her career working for a promotion division of A&M Records in L.A. And she was named vice president of Interior Music Publishing. That was her father's music company. But in 2006, she helped launch the Cultural Cabinet and organized fundraising events for Harold Ford Jr. in Tennessee before before becoming the Southern California Finance Co-Chairwoman for the Barack Obama 20, 2008 presidential campaign, along with Charles Rifkin, while her dad was fundraising for Hillary Clinton. Now listen to that. Ain't that irony? You know, I'm just going to take a break real quick because I always bring uh, the importance of voting and elections and all that into so many different topics that I talk about because I always try to tell people that if nothing else, try to use your vote as your voice. And it's irony how her and her dad were both campaigning, but for different people in the Democratic Party. I think that's real interesting. You know, as I mentioned at the very beginning, she um, was ambassador to the Bahamas. She was appointed by President Barack Obama on June 16, 2009, and she was sworn in October 22nd, 2009, and served until November 21st, 2011. Now, at the age of 41, she was the first black woman and the youngest U.S. ambassador to the Bahamas ever. During her term, she, <clears throat> excuse me, she was nominated for the State Department's Sue M. Cobb Award for Exemplary Diplomatic Service, and she is remembered as one of the more popular ambassadors to have served in the U.S. in the island's nation. Excuse me. Uh, Nicole has worked with local advocacy groups for people with disabilities. She hosted uh, Eunice and Francesca Shrivers to raise awareness for Special Olympics Bahamas. She also brought Magic Johnson to the Bahamas Chamber of Commerce to advise on trade with the United States. A State Department Inspector General's report on the United States Embassy in the, in the Bahamas praised Ambassador and the Embassy noting that the large and diverse law enforcement community in Mission Bahamas works well together. Now, see, let me just stop right there before I finish reading some things about her. This is showing that throughout the world, we have so many different issues with neighborhoods of color and the police, but they're saying how it was so nice to see large and diverse law enforcement community and Mission Bahamas work well together under the ambassador's leadership. So I, I, I say bravo to former ambassador Nicole Avant for that. And it says um, they worked well together to counter threats to the United States national security. And there's a report. Now, I'm reading this, and I always list my sources. 
And it says the report also noted that the ambassador and the new deputy chief of mission, whom she had hired, were emerging strongly from a period of dysfunctional leadership and management. The inspector general found Nicole Avant was frequently away from the embassy, often traveling to and from her home in L.A. When she was in the Bahamas, she often worked from her office at the residence rather than working at the embassy. She was absent from her post for 276 days during a 670-day period. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. When you read about when you read about people in a positive way, it's so funny how they kind of slam some dirt in there. But anyway, um, it was really a positive thing. It said that um, in response to the negative that I'm reading, she said that she had inherited a dysfunctional embassy and the new executive team she appointed had improved things. Okay, so she did resign and informally worked on President Barack Obama's 2012 re-election efforts, including fundraising. Now, she received the 2012 20th Annual Trumpet Awards International Award. And a lot of people may not be familiar with the Trumpet Awards, so I'm going to let y'all do your research on that. You know, um... She is definitely a person that is powerful in her own rights. And now she is teamed up with a mogul who, as I mentioned, is now the um, CEO of Netflix. But before I talk about her and her husband, I saw an article, and excuse me for shuffling paper, an article that she did actually dated February 12th. 2022 and I want to read it because she talks about her mother and how amazing her mother was and I found out through my research um, in December of 2021 which was just three months ago her mom was killed by um, an invasion a home invasion in Beverly Hills so my um, sympathy to the family for that I want to read what she says about her mother um, and this was February 17th And it says, my mother raised me to believe that the soul is everlasting. She simply did not believe that you could kill someone's spirit. The physical body may go away, but the spirit, the divine essence within us that makes us who we are, is something that is always here. Since the tragic passing of my mother's body, I feel her presence alive in different forms. I feel her when I share stories about her with our loved ones. I feel her as I read through her old letters and admire her beautiful collections of art, books, and Japanese lacquer. Lately, I have felt her most when I reflected on her teachings. This is my first Black History Month without her. And I am reminded that if there is one thing my mother never let me leave the house without, it was the knowledge of my history. I love this. And the reason why I love this is, as I just mentioned, her mom passed away a couple months ago. 
And I think anyone who um, has a relationship with their mother can probably relate to a lot of this. Um, If you're not African-American, of course, not the Black History Month part, but just, you know, your mom's passed away. And if she's taught you certain things, you definitely still have that instilled in you. So I, um, I, I was really glad to hear about that. Now, the reason I heard of Nicole, as I mentioned, my daughter was talking about her and I didn't know who she was. And so she she didn't know who she was as far as being a former ambassador to the Bahamas and all the other amazing things she's um, accomplished. She knew her as being married to the CEO of Netflix. And that conversation, as I mentioned earlier, came up. Because what I said to my daughter during Black History Month, how proud I was. Well, let me go back. I, like I said, when George Floyd got killed and things were changing, um, how Netflix was one of the very first organizations in, that I have. I'll say what I have. And I have almost all of them. And my opinion, these are my opinions, that um, stepped up right away and started uh, airing more people of color, not just African-Americans. Um, you had the Asians and Latinos, and they just stepped up to me to have more shows and movies and documentaries about people of color. So I was very excited about that. So when my daughter mentioned that the CEO was married to an African-American woman, I was like, oh, I, I changed my whole episode for today. I said, let me go do some research real quick so that today I can make sure I... Um, talk about Nicole and then the fact that her legendary father and her, if I'm not mistaken, they mentioned Quincy Jones being her godfather. If I'm wrong about that, let me know, but I'm almost sure that's what I read. But if you Google her father, Clarence Savant, then that explains everything about all the legendary people she's met in her life. Um, But before I talk about the power couple of this amazing uh, a person, her and her husband, I wanted to go and let you guys listen to an interview that um, she did with Ellen DeGeneres, as I mentioned earlier. Now, the funny thing about this interview that she did with Ellen, uh, her and Ellen are actually, from what Ellen said, personal friends. Now, she had the amazing um, pleasure of growing up with all these people that were very famous or was about to be famous and is famous now. So I want you guys to listen to her and Ellen talking and they're going to talk about their friendship and the movie documentary. Well, I don't know if it's a documentary or a movie and I will admit I haven't seen it, but I'm going to see it now. It is a tribute to who her father is, and it's called The Black Godfather. So check that out. And of course, it is on Netflix. But listen to her interview with um, with Ellen DeGeneres. Now, keep in mind, they're friends. So check it out. 
You guys know I always try to find videos in the person I'm speaking about's own voice. And I actually found an interview done January 21st, 2020 on the Ellen DeGeneres show with Nicole. And I didn't know they were friends, but this woman is amazing. I'm glad my daughter, I'm going to tell you, I didn't even know who she was. My daughter was actually talking about her. Nicole is my pal, oh my God. I, and she's a, she's a good friend, and this is uh, this the documentary, if you haven't seen it, is so cool, and I'm Thank so you. excited you're here. Thank you, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I know. It's, in the best way. Hi. <laughs> well, Nicole and, and her husband, Ted Sarandos, who is, is basically Netflix, he, he runs Netflix, um, are pals, and uh, I saw you at the Golden Globes the other yes. night, I didn't get to see you later on, but no. did, you, did you go to parties? I, we, I did, I stayed out a little longer than I expected but with the golden globes it yeah. was fun yeah and you were fantastic and your speech was it was fantastic. a fun night it was yeah. <laughs> I said I'm too late too. I was, well, you deserved it. I had to do a show the next day, and I was uh, I was hurting. I was like, I should have just gone right home. Um, all right, so I want to okay. talk about. First of all, it's getting a lot of great nominations, yes. and, and, and it was, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We yeah. were at um, National Board of Review uh, last week in New York, and they named it top five documentaries. So that was a big honor. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. And um, the African American Film Critic Association named it Best Documentary, and we're nominated for an NAACP Image Award. So it's and it's this, moving. This it's, is all from you wanting to do this uh, yeah. for your dad. Um, yeah. I mean, what a cool guy! I, explain. I mean, you can't you can't really know who this guy is until you watch the documentary. We don't have time to. Yeah. But but tell everybody a little bit more about it. I mean, he's he is um, he grew up you know, in North Carolina, in Jim Crow South, and under Jim Crow laws, and had a very tough life, and only went to the ninth grade, and, but thank God he had mentors along the way, and he, you know, worked at a nightclub, met a manager who had musicians, and he, he took a liking to my father, and my dad, I think, decided, I'm going to use the blessings that were given to me, and I need to pass these on and open doors for people that otherwise wouldn't have any opportunities. Like he, It's almost like he got the golden ticket, and he realized, I have to do something because, you know, African Americans at this time, we don't have any rights. We didn't have, they didn't have civil rights, they didn't have right to vote, they didn't, but he was still moving forward. He made it his mission to, like, move people forward, and I wanted to make a movie that celebrated the American dream, that celebrated Americans working together and everybody working together, all races, genders, everybody just working together. How did he feel about it? <laughs> he he loved the film. I think he was very, he was shocked. Um, I don't think he really thought it was going to be a real movie. I think he thought it was just going to be a bunch of people talking about, you know, what they did for him. But I wanted to show the best of America in the worst times, that we can all... Um, even with all the drama that has happened in our country, which happens all around the world, what I love about America is that we're always seen to be the first to self-correct. And I think that's important. And that we're so much more together and so much more similar than not. Yeah. And none of the people in the film, by the way, none of them should have been friends. None of them should have known each other. But they were in the right place at the right time, and they decided to do the right thing. Yeah. And it, it kind of worked out. And he's going to be 89 next month. And, yeah. You know, so. In great shape. Yeah. Um, so just 
before we go to break, just just some of the things when you're growing up in that house. Some of the people that would just be at the house. Just name some of the people. Um, Muhammad Ali uh, used to come over and do magic tricks for us all the time. He loved doing magic tricks. Um, some of the Jackson Five was there. Whitney Houston was there a lot. Bobby Brown was there a lot. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were there all the time. Uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron is actually the reason I did the film because I knew his story better than anyone else's, and I what he taught he taught me how to be courageous because I didn't know I just knew that he broke Baby's record. I didn't know that he had to struggle so much while he had got all those death threats when he was breaking the record. Yeah, wow. And it taught me to still like he, he taught me what courage is, which is you still you're afraid, but you just do it afraid. Right, right. And um, and he knowing that he knew my dad so well and I loved him so much, he's the one who kind of like gave me this idea like I should really put this story of all these people who. Who made it possible for me to be sitting here? Yeah. So the film is for everybody who marched and everybody who did sit-ins and everybody who had a very uncomfortable life to make sure that I had the rights that I do to have a comfortable life. It's such a good film, and it's I, I can't believe that was your dad and your life, and your yeah. life continues to be amazing. Um, I love you, and uh, it's called The Black Godfather. It's on Netflix Thank now, you. and we'll be right back. Now, I realized that I kind of redundantly talked about Ellen and the different uh, uh, how she knew Nicole. And so forgive me. Sometimes, you know, I've made this complaint probably over the last year. I've been having a lot of construction happening where I live. And unfortunately, during the day from like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., it's just construction. It's been that way since the podcast started. I just would try to maybe pre-record some things at night so the major things I won't have the sound so uh when I started recording the interview that Ellen did I you will hear that I kind of repeated what I actually was saying live so forgive me for that I don't think I've ever done that before but it was I know I repeated myself let me just say that but before I close this out I want to talk about Nicole and her husband Ted as I mentioned her husband is um in charge of Netflix. His name is Ted Sarandos. And I thought it was really cute. I did some research and some of my sources are the Hollywood Reporter and Variety and uh, Jeffin, Jeffin Playhouse. And I found an article that, um, two articles I want to talk about. One was by Tina Don in April, of, April 25th, 2015. And they're talking about Ted and Nicole being President Obama's $500,000 power couple. Now, this is in 2012. So, before I read that, um, I mean, before I talk about that, I want to talk about how they met, because it's pretty cool. So, there's this article that says, Ted and Nicole first met at an event organized by Nicole in her role as a finance co-chair of Barack Obama's 20." well, excuse me, 2008 presidential campaign. Her first words to him were, quote, you're late. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And the rest is history. They married in 2009. Wow, they married a year after they met. That's wonderful. And the same year, Nicole became the first black woman, as I mentioned earlier, and the youngest U.S. ambassador to the Bahamas. As ambassadors, Nicole focused on five priority initiatives. The initiatives are education, 
alternative energy, economic and small business development, women's empowerment, and raising awareness of the challenges facing people with disabilities. See, this is another reason why I chose her because after I did the background, I I just support all these things that she stands for. Now, I don't know that much about alternative energy. Um, I know during college, I had to lead a marketing team. And this is actually when Barack Obama was still president. We had to, I don't want to get political about what the energy was. We had to compete with 10 other universities around America to convince him to go the way we thought. I'll just say it like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and definitely her face, her talking about the challenges facing people with disabilities. That seems to kind of be a little more ignored than it used to be, in my opinion, of course. And as I mentioned, how famous her father is, this article goes on to say, Nicole is the daughter of music mogul Clarence Avant and Jacqueline Avant. And she recently produced the acclaimed and award-winning documentary, The Black Godfather. And that's what Ellen was talking about. And I must admit, I didn't see it, but I am going to go watch it now because I'm really curious. I did see a preview on it and all the amazing major powerhouses that always said, as quiet as he was behind the scenes, he kind of made the scenes run. So you might want to check him out. So her husband, Ted, Sarandos has been a game changer in the entertainment industry for the last two decades as co-CEO and chief content officer for Netflix. His revolutionary vision has led the streaming platform to critical acclaim with 15 Oscars, 114 primetime Emmys, 22 Golden Globes, 22 BAFTAs, 12 for film and 10 for TV, and many more. Ted's inventive creativity launched an entirely new entertainment medium and has re-imaged how audiences view stories. He is amplifying diverse, underproduced voices and creating immeasurable opportunities for storytellers around the world. Now, that's what I actually was talking to my daughter about when I was talking about Netflix. I wanted to mention him because it's so cool that they're dynamic just individually. So as a couple, of course, they're amazing. And this, 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 uh, excuse me, this article uh, phases out with the same uh, thing I just said, them as a couple. It says as a couple, they lead their life from a place of positive purpose, starting each day with one simple question. And the question is, what good will I do today? Listen to that. Their belief in the power of yes opens doors, creates possibility, and brings opportunity to our community. This this is this is so amazing. I'm so glad I found out about Miss Avant. And um, this last article they they are talking about that I mentioned in 20. 12 that was done calling them President Obama's 500 power couple. And it says Ted Sarandos and Nicole Avant just made the top tier of Obama's bundlers, raising more than half a million dollars in one night. A second term for the president is just one of their goals. 
Wow. And, you know, um, this story, they, they were talking about how this, these two people as a couple are so well-respected among, like, legends in their own right. You know, billionaire mogul Ham, Ham Sabang threw open his arms as he arrived to meet First Lady Michelle Obama at the Beverly Hills home of Netflix Chief Content Officer Ted Sarandos and his wife of two and a half years, Nicole Avant, the newly returned U.S. ambassador to Bahamas. Now, make, let me make this clear. This is an old article, but I, I just want you to get an idea of who this amazing woman is. And they said that uh, the person, I don't know if this is a man or a woman. Oh, it says he is. Uh, Mr. Saban says, I'm here. <laughs> and they said uh, he announced to all within earshot of the no press allowed crowd of 135. <laughs> and yes, this article does say that Quincy Jones is Nicole's godfather. So I, that is right. That is so, so crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You know, I really um like the respect that she gets. And this is about her. But I also like the respect they get as a couple. Wow. <laughs> I just I, I just wanted to really, really, really enjoy I, I wanted you all to enjoy this. You know, someone was quoting about the couple, everyone comes out for them. You're talking about two people who really switch on the lights. It's just so fantastic, you know, to have Nicole back and to see them working together again. And they're saying because as an ambassador, of course, she had to travel a lot, you know, and, um, Wow. You know, uh, environmental uh, environmental activist Kelly Meyer, who is the wife of Universal Studios president and COO Ron Meyer, when asked about Nicole's uh, fundraising style, she's quoted as saying, I didn't realize until just now that she's pitched me before. She doesn't make it seem that way. She's really good at it. She makes it feel very inclusive. Like, let's all do this together and it will be fun. See, that's cool. So I just wanted to um I, I just wanted to highlight this amazing woman during Women's History Month. There's so much I could say about her, but I'ma end out this episode. I just want you guys to just try to make a difference in America, in your country, in your community. I mean, it's just so, so easy to say, I can't make a difference. And you would be surprised if you just touch one person, you really did make a difference. So hats off to you, Nicole Avant. I am so excited that just in a fluke conversation, I learned about who you are. So I'm going to close this episode out and I want to thank you guys for listening. Remember March after the end of March, I want to finish uh, Women's History Month, of course. So actually next week, next Wednesday, I'm going to close out uh, the podcast for a couple months. Um, I'm doing so much that I need to kind of slow it down. I'm still working, of course, and doing some mentoring. I'm really excited about the mentoring program that is happening in the community in which I've grew up and the 
middle high school in which I attended and 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 am an alumni as well as planning my class reunion. So I'm like extremely busy. And everybody knows if you know anything about a podcast, if you do it right, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of research. And as I said before, I went three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And for 2022, I'm only going to do Wednesday. But now I've decided to take a break. And after this month, I'm going to go on hiatus. And this is very temporary. I'm going to go on hiatus for a couple months. I'm probably going to go all the way through Thanksgiving, but that's a maybe. So I can get some other things um, done for my community. So just remember this is temporary. There's over 150 episodes. You can go and listen to them, see the growth, see that the things I need to improve. And you know, one thing I always say, if you have any questions, please give us a call at 404-855-7723. And you can also give us a call if there's any people or companies you want us to look into for advocacy or to celebrate definitely give us a call. And you can definitely also send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And I ask that you follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. And now we're on Instagram as well, also at Advocacy Ladies. And we are on all the major podcast apps, We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa, TuneIn, and, of course, my hosting podcast app, which is Podbean. So, you know, I always like to end my episodes with my favorite question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.